On this episode, we are going to take a look at Chipotle. This company is on fire right now. They just reported earnings yesterday. So let's get started. First, we want to take a look at the company's stock performance. Today, this company was up 12% after amazing earnings. This company jumped up almost $100. And after hours, this company is still kicking. It's up close to 2%, sitting close to $900. If we take a look at the past, uh, at just how this company has changed, when the whole market dipped, this company dropped about 50%. Let me say that 50% from its all-time highs in February 19th. If you got in at the bottom, you have made almost 100%. That is insane. Before we continue, guys, don't forget to subscribe, hit the thumbs up, and the bell. It helps the small channel out so much, and I appreciate every one of you guys for watching this video. So now let's take a look at their earnings result. This was for quarter one, and remember, they reported April 21st after hours. So quarter one, non-GAAP earnings per share were $3.08, which beat by $0.42. GAAP earnings per share were $2.70, which beat by $0.03. So there was a beat in both non-GAAP earnings per share and GAAP earnings per share. Then revenue was $1.41 billion, and that beat by $10 million, not a big beat. But this revenue is up 7.6% compared to same time last year. And just because the market is the way it is right now, to even see uh, a growth year to year, I think is pretty amazing. But one thing to note is this company reported earnings that ended on March 30th. And pretty much the whole shutdown happened in March 15th, I want to say it was mid-March. So this company probably only had about two or three weeks of the shutdown. But two to three weeks and they were still able to have a positive revenue gain, I think shows how strong this company really is. So in this article, they mentioned that Chipotle expects delivery business to stay strong. A recent survey of current Chipotle consumers indicated that about 15% had Chipotle delivered for the first time during the last two weeks of March. And this is pretty crazy. The CEO said that they saw a 14.4% jump in comparable sales for the first two months of 2020, which was before the pandemic hit. So that's that's insane to see that mid-team double-digit growth in comparable sales shows how strong this company is actually doing. And I, I think that is very impressive. And it was showing that the company was already gaining market share in this in the food industry. During the earnings call, there was a question to the CEO if Chipotle was thinking about doing their own self-delivery system. At the moment, the CEO said no. They're going to continue to use partners like Uber Eats or I forget. I'm not sure who exactly they use. Might just be Uber Eats, but they're going to continue to use just some other delivery partners opposed to them starting a new venture of them being the self-delivery system. Which I think is pretty smart, right? Some of these Uber Eats already has a system, already has the customer base. So I think it's pretty smart for them to already have this feature with some partners. So in a bit, we're also going to take a look at this company's income statement. But here, which is is pretty much a a quick breakdown of what happened. Comparable sales increased by 3.3% in quarter one. Chipotle did have higher menu prices, which helped 
offset the drop in comparable restaurants during the quarter and digital sales increased 80.8% during the quarter to account for 26.3% of total sales. That is a huge amount. That's a huge increase in digital sales. Though we do see a drop in margins and the main reasons we see a drop in margins were increase in wage. Obviously now more uh, companies are, are paying their workers a little bit more right now. They've also increased in marketing and promotional spend. Obviously, with less people having out, they have to increase their marketing in social media, in TV, in some streaming service, in Google Ads, to get more customers to understand that you can buy from Chipotle and delivery. There was also higher cost in certain ingredients, uh, and that makes sense, right? There's probably certain items right now that might be a little bit difficult to get, either due to export reasons or just the loss of employment in, in those types of farming or wherever those ingredients are made. And there was also a, the delivery expense that also counted here. So, and those are the main reasons we see a drop in profit margins. And I think all those reasons are completely understandable, right? You have to pay your employees more right now. You have to increase your marketing to let your customers know that you're still open. And you can't help the fact that, that ingredients are being a little bit more costly now just because of the whole demand and the whole workforce at the moment. And finally, if you have increased the amount of delivery sales, you're going to see an increase in expense there. Looking ahead, the company says it expects to have enough cash to sustain itself for the year. And I think that's pretty amazing. I did take a look at this company's balance sheet and this company has pretty much no long term debt, which I think is amazing. This is something that I'm really I really enjoy about Chipotle. Maybe I'm not too happy about the price right now. We're going to take a look at that in the valuation at the end of this episode. But a company to have no balance sheet is at a it is in the right state right now. And to even see that strong growth still in this company, I think Chipotle is going to to be one of the biggest winners for during this whole COVID-19. So during the call, this company was actually pretty kind to give its investors a breakdown of how comparable sales are doing now that the market that pretty much the world is shut down um, since the lockdown since the shutdown happened and it said for the final weeks of march 22nd and march 29th this company saw a decrease of 34 to 35 percent of comparable sales and right now in early in the beginning of april they're seeing a 30 percent drop so it's not as big of a drop as March, and I'm guessing now more people feel a little bit more comfortable ordering out, and they're understanding that, hey, there are different places that we can order from instead of Domino's, right? Because Domino's is also dominating right now. So it does it, it does seem to still have a big drop, right? 30% for the beginning of April is a big drop, but it's not as big as that 34 to 35% that it saw in the end of March. And then even better news, it said in mid-April, they were down to the high teens so that is insane more people are actually buying chipotle right now so it's in the high teens so let's just say even 19 that's still a lot better than it was in mid-march where it was 34 to 35 percent down so this actually shows that this company was actually able to adapt with the with with the change of of the world so quickly and i think that's actually that shows how strong this company is all right, so now we're gonna take a look at the information this company provided during their earnings. A few things I wanna mention. First, this company opened up 19 new restaurants, including one relocation and closed two restaurants during this quarter. 
and about 100 restaurants are temporarily closed right now as a result of COVID-19 and these are the ones mainly inside malls and shopping centers as well as 17 locations in Europe. So there's some reason I want to talk about, I wanted to mention these new restaurants is because later on in this episode, when we take a look at their balance sheet, we're going to see some change in assets and some change in liabilities. And they're coming from here, from this opening of new restaurants. The second thing, I just want to show how strong this company is financially. It has about $902 million in cash, restricted cash and short-term investments as of March 31st. And at the moment, no debt at all, which I think is pretty impressive. And this is also pretty respectful. I don't know if you guys have been following the the whole PP um, payment paycheck protection program. There are a lot of big companies right now taking this money that was intended for small small time businesses. Chipotle actually says that they have no intent right now to utilize any of that money. But inside the this Care Act, there is some form of tax benefit that this company can actually use for not laying off any any of its employees or taking any of the money so they're gonna intend to use that which is definitely gonna help out um with some form of money later on all right so now let's take a look at this company's income statement for revenue just a quick overlook this company made 1.41 billion dollars of revenue compared to 1.31 billion dollars last year so about a hundred million dollars about a hundred million dollars more in revenue but let's just take a quick jump into net income even though this company made a hundred million dollars more in revenue it actually made about 10 million dollars less in net income and you could be like hey jose how did this company make more in revenue but still provided less in net income well we actually talked about pre uh, earlier in the episode where we mentioned how this company had a little bit more expenses and here we can see right the biggest, the main two expenses increased were in food, beverages, and packaging. So this is pretty much the amount they paid for ingredients. Last year, it was $421,000, $421 million. This year was $462 million. So a big jump there. And the next was in labor cost. Labor last year was about $348 million. This year was $394 million. So we see a big increase in the food, in, in the ingredients, and the labor. And those things were, were things we covered earlier on in this episode. But I just wanted to break it down with you guys here so, to let you guys know what was happening. All right, so next, let's take a look at this company's balance sheet. And if you guys watch my episodes or watch any of my shows, you guys know that this is my favorite document to take a look at. You can learn so much from how the company is behaving by this document alone. So first, let's just take a look at total current assets as a whole. Total current assets last year were 1.07 billion dollars. Right now is at 1.07 and increased by about $3 million, which is not that big of a deal and nothing to really talk about. So it's pretty much flat. But one thing we do see is this company has about $500 million of cash and cash equivalents, and it has about $380 million in some form of invest short-term investments. So this is money this company can actually liquidize pretty quickly. So it's close to that 900, so it's close to $900 million. Next, there, there's pretty much nothing, not much to talk between the current assets. The only other thing I actually got highlighted was inventory and inventory this year dropped by about 3 million compared to same time last year, which I thought was pretty odd. Not pretty odd, but it's worth mentioning, right? This company actually has more stores, more restaurants than it did a year ago. So why does it have less inventory? 
uh, um, to me, the only obvious answer would be this company is trying to preserve how much inventory they buy since the demand has decreased, which I think is pretty smart on their part if that's the real reason. Next, let's take a look at total assets as a whole. So this company last year had $5.1 billion of total assets. This year has $5.2 billion, so an increase of $100 million in total assets. And before we were taking a look at this press release, one thing I mentioned was that this company opened up new stores. If we take a look at the major asset that changed by close to 100 million was this that's called operating lease assets. So when the company leases some form of building or some form of real estate, it can it puts certain parts of it as an asset. And that's why we see there. So obviously, if this company has a bit more restaurants, it means it's either leasing a bit more, a bit more real estate. And we're going to see that increase in the operating lease assets. And that's why we see that total assets increase. Next, let's take a look at this company's liability. So let's just go with total current liabilities. Similar to total current assets, it's pretty much flat. Right now, it's sitting at 665 million dollars of total current liabilities compared to 666 last quarter so i keep saying a year ago but these assets are compared to last quarter so this is compared to just three months ago and then here in the major changes in current liabilities are in two things first a cure payroll and benefits so it just seems to owe it's it's it seems to owe payroll it has a higher payroll that it owes to to its employees not a big change there but just something worth noting but the one that i really wanted to take a look at is unearned revenues and unearned revenues are pretty much gift cards so right a company a company let's say buys ten dollars worth of gift card but it waits for that ten dollar gift card to actually be used before it can count it as revenue so it does seem like it has dropped a lot compared to the same time to compare to just three months ago. And there's actually two things that go to my mind to see this. So just three months ago, they had about $95 million in on their revenues. Right now they have about $77.5 million. And one thing that what is actually three months ago, three months ago was Christmas and all the holidays. So to my, what I'm thinking first of all is, Hey, a lot of people were purchased, were gifted a lot of gift cards, which obviously weren't used last quarter. And now that they have been, it's been some time since Christmas and the holidays, they have started to use these gift cards. And that's why we see a drop in unearned revenues. Next, let's take a look at total liabilities. Again, not much of an increase compared to total assets. Total liabilities right now sitting at 3.5 billion compared to 3.4 billion three months ago. And again, this is most likely due to the, and here actually not maybe, here we can see it, the long-term operating lease liabilities. So similar to assets where I talked about how leasing some form of real estate can be put as an asset, it also has to put as, it also has to be put as a liability. So this company opened up new restaurants. So obviously the liabilities of that real estate has increased. And again, it increased to pretty much the same amount that total assets increased. So that's that's actually pretty nothing. No red flags in this company's balance sheet at all. The major thing is no long term debt. This company owes nothing to no one. So I think that's that's actually a pretty cool thing for the company to see. And normally I take a look at the company's cash flow, but there was actually nothing really throwing me a red flag there. So there's there everything seems to be pretty spot on to similar similar values of last quarter. 
All right, so now we're here on Seeking Alpha and I wanted to see what the analysts are expecting from this company in, in regards to revenue. So for December 2020, this company is expected to make $5.56 billion of revenue. For December 2021, this company is expected to make $6.51 billion of revenue. That's actually close to a 20% increase in total revenue. And that's a huge growth for a company. I can see why investors are definitely investing in this company. That's like I said, it's not exactly 20, it might be like 18%, but it is really close to a 20% growth. And for a big company like this to have no debt and to have a huge increase in revenue, I can see why people are rushing to buy Chipotle. But now let's take a look at my valuation and my thoughts. So when I take a look at my valuation, I take a look at all the information that we took a look at, but I also take a look at this company's forward PE ratio for two years from now. So that'll be for December, 2021. For December, 2021, this company is expected to make $18.71. With $18.71, let's say right now it's sitting at $890, divided by $18.71. This is sitting at about a 47th forward PE ratio. Let me just say this, for, for me, I don't think it's my type of investments. And again, just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not a great investment. It just means that I, I don't feel comfortable investing in it at this current price. And I think that's something every investor needs to understand. Just because for one investor doesn't mean it's a good investment, it doesn't mean that at the whole, at the end of things, it's not a great investment, right? We can see right now, this company has returned great, great returns to all, to anybody who has purchased. So, right, it, it, it just means to me, I would always, I would always, if I was to purchase at this price, I would always second guess myself and I was, I would always stop myself. And for me, whenever I go into an investment, I, I do not, I want to go in there completely 100% in it. I never want to have any doubt. And with that forward PE ratio, I, I would have some doubt. But at the same time, I understand where most of investors are going with this company. First, the number one thing that I completely love is that balance sheet. This company has no type of long-term debt, no type of long-term debt. This company is growing. We can see with the revenue, it's expecting a close to a 20% revenue growth. This next, we see a growth in comparable sales, a growth in digital sales, just and just the overall, the way this company behaves, I think it behaves in a good way where just the social presence, where I think right now social, like some form of social presence is pretty important. You don't really hear extremely bad news about Chipotle outside of all those food, those food issues that it's had. But um, outside of those, which I don't know if could be helped or could not have been helped. Outside of those, you don't really hear any negative stuff about Chipotle. So yeah, those are my thoughts. For me, I, I, I would probably pass on Chipotle, definitely not invest anytime soon. Unfortunately, I wished I would have done this video a lot earlier where I would have seen the drop, but too many companies to see during that time. I picked up some good ones, but I guess I didn't pick up one of the best ones which was Chipotle at that time. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you think. Like always, make sure to subscribe. The thumbs up helps and the bell. It, it helps the small channel out so much and I appreciate everybody for watching this. Take care, have a good night and see you next time.